Welcome to the Morning Woods. I'm Miles Tridel, writer, producer, and narrator of this episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider writing a review and sharing the show with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. brother Jared was always into some dark stuff. You can interpret dark in pretty much any way you'd like, and you'd probably be right. When we were kids, he got into some really angry music at a young age. It kind of freaked my parents out when they caught him listening to these screaming, rage-filled songs. I still remember his dead eyes as he would sit in front of his little speaker and take it in. He never really acted out, though. He was a good kid in that regard. In his teenage years, the interest shifted to some borderline occult hobbies. My parents blamed bad influences, meaning the kids he hung out with, but I think it might have been the other way around. See, some of those kids were older than Jared. They were my age, and they didn't mention any of the pagan rituals or fill their locker doors with weird symbols until after they started hanging around him. I'm sorry to say drugs took hold of Jared once he got old enough to muscle some independence from my parents. I knew he smoked weed earlier on. I mean, I shared mine with him from time to time. What he got into later, I don't even know what to call it. He was getting these different plants from Europe and making some hallucinogenic compounds that I was scared to try. On the surface, he seemed okay, but people like me who knew him well noticed a change. A few weeks ago, I got a call from my brother that scared me bad. He told me he was going on a trip and asked me to feed his pet snake while he was gone. I asked when he'd be back, and all he told me was that he'd bought a one-way ticket. Well, that spooked me enough to do a little digging. I was surprised when it only took a brief call during which I pretended to be Jared to find out where he was headed. Washington State. Of course, the airline didn't know exactly where he was going, but it was a start. I booked my own flight pet snake be damned, and flew out the next day. By some stroke of luck or miracle, I found Jared outside a cafe a quarter mile from the airport. I asked him where he was staying, and he said he would show me. I hailed a cab, and we were off. The cab driver must have been deaf in one ear or something, because he only heard my brother's instructions if I repeated them. Jared was kind of a soft-spoken guy, so I guess I shouldn't have been too surprised. Might have helped if the driver turned the radio down a suggestion that only received a mirthful grunt in reply. Jared's directions took us far outside the city to a small cabin in the woods. Located at the end of a poorly maintained drive, it was the only building in sight. I begrudgingly tipped the driver, and he left us there in the quiet forest. Come inside. I want to show you something, my brother said with a mischievous tone. I told him to lead the way. The cabin was dark. I could see a few unlit candles and lamps perched on various shelves and windowsills, but no modern light fixtures were to be seen. It smelled of pine wood and a sort of sweet, rotting aroma. Jared walked me to a set of stairs leading below the cabin. The second smell became more powerful as we descended. The sweeter tone faded as the smell of decay overwhelmed it. 
I asked him what in God's name he was keeping down there and he just smiled and pointed to a gas lamp on the dirt floor of the bottom of the stairs. I picked up the lamp, lit it, and nearly dropped it when the small space was bathed in red light. Jared, the real Jared, was laying on the floor. His arms and legs were aligned with a pentagram dug into the dirt beneath him. The grooves it formed were soaked with black blood. A bloodied knife lay inches from his hand. I won't describe what Jared had done to himself with that knife. All I can say is that I hope whatever concoction he had taken numbed the pain. His ghost, or whatever had led me to the cabin, just stared at me while I took in the scene. Do you want to know how I did it? He asked. I can see how you did it. What I don't understand is why, I answered. When he turned away from me, I ran back up the stairs and out of the cabin. I kept running towards the road as I dug my phone out of my pocket. Thankfully, the area had some reception and I was able to call the police. You can imagine what the police thought of my story. No matter how many times I tell it, they won't let me out of this cell. I'm the one and only suspect in the death of my brother. They don't believe he could have done what he did to himself. Jared appears to me now and then to offer me a way out. I always refuse, but as the case is piling up against me, he becomes harder to resist. If I give in, know that I did not kill my brother. Know that whatever got to him is what got to me too. If you'd like more from The Warning Woods, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. Patrons get early access to ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, exclusive downloads, and more. Do you think the music from this episode would fit a project you're working on? Patrons can download the music from each episode, license-free, for personal or professional use. Visit patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. Thank you.